This is Deserter, the podcast for pub-loving slackers everywhere, and in particular, South London. This episode, we'll be recalling what adventures we've had since our last outing. Before moving on to our main topic of the week, psychogeography. Is it just a big word for wandering about looking for pubs? Then we'll bring you what we call the news, followed by some choice moments from everybody's favourite echo chamber, social media. I'm Dirty South. And I'm Dulwich Raider. For those interested, these are not actually our real names, uh, as it's vital for the integrity of our operation that our real names remain a closely guarded secret. Absolutely. So, Vinny, what have you been up to? Thanks for asking, Andy. Well, I think recently I had the the best day of the year because I went brewing, as you know. Yes. uh, Southey Brewing in Penge to bring back Deserter IPA. From the dead. Yeah. Or the resting. Yeah, it was a sensational afternoon, wasn't it? Um, and morning. Uh, yes, that's right. And evening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it included the immortal line at 10am. Is it too early for a pint? Yes. Uh, from our hosts. Uh, and it wasn't, was it? It wasn't. What no. can you say when someone is offering you a lovely pale ale that they've oh, brewed? Absolutely. I mean, they, they've got a lovely um, core offering coming together, haven't they, with that pale, their IPA session the Stout and their BBB Best. Um, but of course, we were working on Deserter IPA. We were working. We were working. We were working. I mean, yeah. that in itself is notable. Yes. And uh, yes, it, it's a day that did present its challenges. And, and one of them was the 10 o'clock pint. And it was all uphill from there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, there is some, some work that, you know, with the paddle, you know, having to stir yes. the, the malt early on. But I'd forgotten when you are brewing, although it is quite hard work yeah there's a lot of breaks isn't there yes and, and what, you're in a brewery yeah so what are you likely to do in those breaks yes your, your, your glass Sip. is never no, it's never no. empty is it really um so this was um deserter ipa being recreated sam barber ex of uh, late nights and now the head brewer of southey brewing has got the recipe kept safe somewhere in a vault and mm-hmm. um dusted it off it's quite a complex recipe as well. It's got seven hops in it. I know. thought it was ten. Yeah, I think you, you, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so we said ten earlier. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of those are used at the dry hopping stage, aren't that's, they? That's right, um, yeah. To give it that sort of West Coast hoppy bang. Anyway, we, yeah. we, we, let's stop banging on about it because it'll be in the London Beer Dispensary in Broccoli soon and elsewhere in uh, their other bars. Well, I mean, they've only got one other bar, haven't they? So it's a, it's a, I think it might only be at the London Beer Dispensary. It's Ooh. a small batch. Is it not making it to Brighton? It might make it to Brighton, yeah, perhaps, yeah, yes. Yeah. I don't know. But of yeah, course. it was a great day and, and after a day's brewing, they then transformed the place into their tap room at three o'clock oh, and started getting out the strong stuff. And that was wonderful. There was a, some sort of 11% golden lager going around, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that was really... We had to have that in shot glasses yes. at that point. Yeah. But yeah, by three o'clock, the good people of Penge started wandering down the alley and turning up into this, turning up into this brewery transformed into a bar yeah it was a lovely little vibe going on there yeah i mean i at the time i remember considering it the finest bar i'd ever been to i think you did say that it was the best bar in london at the time and therefore the world of course therefore the world 
Um, yeah, so, um, of course, depending on when you're listening to this, you may have a chance to come and taste it with us. Uh, we're doing that on the 19th of January at the London Beer Dispensary. Yeah, and we'll certainly be there for a few days after that, but yeah. not for very long, I suspect, because no. it is delicious. Yes, <laughs> very good point. And then you also had another sort of a road trip, didn't you? Uh, I did, recently. a lovely bus pub crawl, uh, the Area 51. Uh, the 51 bus goes to four micropubs on its route um, from Sidcup High Street as far as Welling and if you get back on the 51 you can find yourself at the Hot Stuff Brewery Tap Room in Woolwich which is a nice way to end the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you wrote a piece about this for Deserter, it's on the site isn't it and uh, it includes a map doesn't it, albeit... Did, did you do Slightly that map? Cursory, uh, a very cursory map. It hasn't even actually got the bus route on it, has oh, it? Oh, OK. Yeah, did I, Heather do that? I'm, I'm going to blame Heather for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's, but it is there nevertheless, and you can imagine where the 51 goes. Well, you know, you, the thing is the bus driver knows. That's the thing. You don't... Desi- designated driver. <laughs> You've got a designated driver. This that's is the, the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, yeah. You're going to all these little bars and having pints for about... Three quid a pop that are delicious. Very good point. I think when we spoke about micropubs a few podcasts ago, one of the things we forgot to mention about why we like them so is the price point. Yeah. You know, three pounds is a very good price in London these days when it's creeping up to a five or elsewhere, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. And they and they're you know they usually not travel very far. The beers so they're fresh, yeah, and, and well tended, loved. You know, there's yeah. a lot of TLC going on. Yeah, I know you. You, you, um, you did ask me about uh, it, with that article about the um, the bus to perdition I'd written on uh, as, as a kind of a uh, as the strat subtitle. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and and yes, I think you're, you're right. I mean, I didn't mean to imply that going to Woolwich was um, internal damnation. Yes, yes, or eternal damnation. Yeah. What did I say? Internal. <laughs> oh my god, that's something completely different. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, no. I mean, I, I meant a kind of road to ruin, really. But um, yeah, but uh, yes. No, you're quite right. That is is, is uh, what it's, it often means. And but thinking about it, if I was going to go to eternal damnation, I'd probably rather go by bus. Now, I certainly yes. wouldn't want anything quick. And no, yeah. it's like the, the the final when you're asked for your final meal before execution, isn't it? You might go for an all-day buffet or something. Exactly. Uh, all you know. can eat. All you can eat yes. buffet, that's yeah. right. Make it last for years. So, yeah, if you are going to petition, take the 51. Yeah, don't d- get the limo. You know, no. I mean... It, it, it does have like a bar. It does have a bar, but, you know, it's a bit of a Pyrrhic victory, isn't it? If you, if you, you know, I know you've got a telly, you've got loads of room, mm. but, you know, you're still rocking up and he's saying, you know, here you are at, uh, you know... I've got you here on time, sir. Yeah. yeah. Give me five stars, you know. Yes, that's right, yeah. Forget it. Get the bus, you've always got a chance that they'll change the driver midway through, you get an extra half hour. Exactly, exactly. It did stop a lot, I think, true call. Um, God knows how we got onto that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, where have you been, Raider? I um, took a train to Glasgow recently, oh. um, took the sleeper up there. Uh, well, I didn't take the... I got the we got the day, up, day train up there, actually, because... Um, what drew you there? Well, as you know, I'm involved in the basic income movement. Right. And um, F- Glasgow, along with Fife, is being lined up as a trial for this basic income where if you're unemployed, you'll get five or £600 pounds a month, regardless of whether you 
find work subsequently, you, you'll get that right. on top of your salary. Did they give it to you? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I missed the conference. <laughs> I, there's a little uh, beer festival going on, and uh, yeah, I popped in there for a couple. I did talk talk about it with a lot of people. Mm. Um, but didn't actually make it to the conference. But I feel some sort of um, osmosis just by being there. I've encouraged basic income, you know, a couple of steps forward. I did I meet know. some um, football fans while I was there. The old firm game was the next day. Um, I met some Rangers, uh, Rangers fans that told me that if you support Celtic, you support terrorism. And some right. Celtic fans that told me if you support Rangers, you support the British Empire. I see. I support Clyde Bank. Yeah, it's a very good idea. Very good idea. I found the whole thing very confusing. Um, but I was reminded on the way up there of the old adage that you know to travel can be you know, as good as arriving. Um, mm. We had a, we got a bottle of wine in on the train and a table, and watched England and Scotland drift by. Um, there was one minor alarm when the bar shut just outside Penrith, but it was only for 10 minutes and uh, it was soon open again. But even better, there was some... It must have been hard, though, that 10 minutes. I mean, it was just, a, just the worry. Of well, the panic in people's yeah. eyes, really, yeah. There was some uh, rail works that were hung over from the uh, new year, <laughs> as indeed we all were, I'm sure, <laughs> but they hadn't been completed, and there were some delays on the network. And um, Fascinating. The... the <laughs> Uh, there was an announcement, it delayed the train by about an hour. There was an announcement just after Penrith actually that due to the delay all tickets were to be refunded. Whoa. A massive whoop went up in the carriage, mainly from our seat, I'll be honest with you. And um, everybody went to spend their ticket money on a refund party. Oh, it was brilliant. the finest hour back, uh, last hour of a journey I've ever had. And on the way back, we got the sleeper, which I'd never got before, which was good fun. It's a little bit uh, tired around the edges, but it does have a sort of lounge bar with freestanding seats. And Nevertheless, looking back on it, the last bottle of wine and the cheese board was a little bit too much, too late. Yeah, mm. I was rocked back to London with uh, mild nausea. And when I got back to London, I had to go to bed for 12 hours, <laughs> which rather sort of obviates yes. the need of the sleeper. But there you go. Over, all in all, a grand trip to the, what it must be the drinking capital of the UK, I would suggest, or certainly right. up there in the top seven. Now I see what drew you to it. Yeah. <laughs> we get there at last. <laughs> and another, another piece uh, you published, an excellent piece, if I may say, about oh, David Bowie and his shrines that uh, could be or should be around London. Yes. Yes, something I didn't mention yeah. in, in the piece was uh, my closeness to David. You were close to David. I, I, I was very close to David. Yeah, how You close? do call him David, don't you? Uh, uh, Mr David. Mr David. Um, how close how, were you to him? About four feet. I see. <laughs> um, just briefly, Go on. Just briefly uh, he, he was going quite fast in a car, mm. a limo. And so yes, and but he did wave, which I That's thought was nice. nice. And uh, yeah, it's one of the uh, waves I've treasured most. That's lovely, isn't it? I wonder how close I've been to David. I mean, it'd be interesting. Now he's dead. Perhaps you could do something like this. I think perhaps if he was alive, it would be intrusive. But just to map his entire life, minute by minute, mm. geographically, mm. so that you could patch yours onto it and see how close. You were, you were to David. David. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know. I'm a lucky. I'm the lucky one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I mean, was I in Berlin at the same time? Who no. Knows? No. 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 <laughs> no. Okay. I was five. <laughs> but but yeah, right. yeah, that's that's an interesting <laughs> app idea. Mm. 
Yeah, well, get Heather on it. Let's get Heather on to it. Great okay, idea. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the other area in which I was very close to David was cyclically. We were, you know, we, cyclically. We, <laughs> we were, you know, we were linked in some way. I mean, we both had bicycles. American first wives. That is true. You um, had twins, actually, didn't you? Who uh, we married in order to let them stay in the country. Um, oh. Sorry about that. Is the statute of limitations up on that, by the way? <laughs> I mean, he's dead. There's no problem with him. But. Yes, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, well, at least, yeah, yeah. No one's listening, are they, surely? <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, we both married at Bromley Registry Office, strangely. Oh. And then we had rhyming children. Oh, that's a sen- sensational. Go yes. on. He had Zoe. Yeah. And we had Chloe. Oh, so you did. Yeah. So, really, by rights... I should be able to hold a tune a lot better. It's, it's very difficult to tell you apart. I mean, also, didn't your fourth album go platinum? No, that was David. That was just David. <laughs> that was just that David. Was just yeah. David. Yeah. I took yeah. a different path. Mm. Um, mm. I, I went for Petition. obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we should move along to our main topic no. of our podcast. Pop- <laughs> yes, go on. Yes. Psychogeography. For beginners. Yes. What the heck is it, Vinny? Is it just a pub crawl? Mm. No, it's not. Mm. It's not just a pub crawl. However, if you went on a derive, which is the, the fundamental of, of, of psychogeography, the stroll, it's mm. walking around a city without a predictable path. Right. Just following your instincts and uh, whatever you are attracted to, whatever paths you are attracted to. Uh, however, if you didn't run into any pubs, I think it would be a great disappointment. Yes. I mean, it's all very well, you know, letting the geographical environment influence your mind and behaviour. Mm. But it'd be nice to have a pint at the end of it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If not the beginning and in the <laughs> middle as well. Um, well, it, it turns out that Guy Debord, you know, the sort of leader, if you will, of the situationist movement, did enjoy a tipple or two. Yes, and he is key in the development of the derive, which is at the the, mm. uh, the centre of psychogeography. You might say and the drift. The drift is the yes, that's the translation of it. And um, Guy um, discovered the derive, you could say, uh, when he found himself stoned off his tits on hashish in a park in oh. Paris where he lived, Brilliant. and uh, couldn't find his way out. <laughs> and um, I think I've been there. <laughs> We've all been there, yeah. Um, but the, the thing that was revolutionary to him was that he saw the park, and he saw a park that he knew very well, in a different light. Mm. He, saw, he noticed things that he'd never noticed before. Yes. And so he tried to recreate that situation. This is yes. probably where situationism comes from. Um, uh, whereby you don't... You, you go somewhere and just let it happen, and uh, yeah. hopefully... There'd be a pub on the way, and he liked to drink, it has to be said. He did, indeed. I mean, I did catch um, his film, his short film, not quite short enough for my liking. It was called On the Passage of a Few Persons Through a Rather Brief Moment in Time. Mm. And uh, there were certainly lots of, like, zooms in on the bottles of wine or the uh, jugs that were being carried from the bar. It's clear that uh, he liked to tipple. And, and this idea of, like, looking past what's presented to you to get a different and personal kind of reality so it links back doesn't it back to the idea of the flaneur and um, Baudelaire yeah uh, 
So there's a big, big French tradition. And uh, we, we would like to think we're sort of keeping that line alive, this idea of outsiderness, otherness, wandering aboutness, and indeed the pub crawl. Well, there was a, yeah, there's a lot of resonance in, uh, in what we been doing even when we perhaps weren't even aware of uh, situationism it's it's perhaps a physical manifestation of their theories where you're shaken from your stupor as a placid biddable consumer mm. and just following your your heart but they, they had a lot of mottos that were very similar to deserter such mm. as work is a disgrace right the, the concept of leisure was an insult right on work is the blackmail of survival Yes. We demand games with great seriousness. I see. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting, that last one, isn't it? Because um, if there's one thing that you know, differs between the situationists and deserters, is that the situationists are a bit short on laughs. They didn't have a lot of gags, it must no, be said. You can't imagine Guy Debord going, having lots of shits and giggles down the bar. He was basically feuding with everybody, wasn't he? He was. He was a very serious, earnest man. And his biographer, uh, Andrew Hussey, described him as a Hegelian Oliver Reed and uh, all his uh, friends were really very angry about it and right. he got a lot of grave insult it was considered a grave insult he got yes. a lot of stick over it yeah. Uh, yeah they didn't have a lot of gags um, but uh, I, I think he was sort of inspired also by, by other French writers like Rambeau mm. uh, who said work no never never <laughs> I am on strike I will never work I loathe all trades. I do not understand the law. <laughs> Sounds like another Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, for the, if anyone's considering doing a sort of a, a psychogeographic drift, um, what would they need? Well, equipment is very important, of course. No. Um, there is none. I think uh, that is yeah. uh, That's that what draws key. us to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, you, know, you can't say, oh, I've forgotten something. Mm. Um, and and there are things you don't need, like Google Maps, because you you know if you can just mm. find your way to. Um, What's the point? Yeah, then you you need to be lost. You need to be lost. There are funny enough, there are some apps, psychogeographic psych apps around. One called uh, Serendipitor, and another called Derive, yeah. um, which I think do kind of miss the point. Yeah, because they they do offer instruction, and it's yes. all about not following instruction. Yes, it's go, going with your sort of thoughtless whim, isn't it? Yeah, your subconscious whim. So yes, if anyone's thinking of doing it in their lunch hour, uh, what, what you perhaps will need is a city. I'm not doing it I in think the country. So. I'm yeah, not walking over field after field of ploughed. You take a wrong turn in the country. I mean, you could be gone days. Absolutely, you might not see anything, let alone a pub. So it, it probably do need a city. Um, and, uh, Although there have been a couple of occasions we have tried it outside of the city. and um, How did they go, remind me? Well, them. not terribly well, I have to say. Mm. We, we did try it in Gravesend once. I don't know if you oh, remember. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and we'd found a couple of nice, nice bars uh, along the way, but um, as we wandered further uh, inland from the river, we ended up in a military firing range. That's right. There's like signs saying, yeah. you know, please duck yeah. if you hear the sound of waving that gunfire. Flag? Yeah. Oh, it's terrifying. terrifying. Really, yeah. quite terrifying. We yeah. pushed on there. Yeah, and also, we, we um, don't you remember, we tried it on the Isle of Sheppey. We were looking for nearest beaches to London. Yes, yeah, um, as you do. 45 yeah. minutes if anyone's uh, interested. Yeah. Lays down. 
Yeah, funny old place. <sighs> Tell uh, me about it. Remember <laughs> I asked for some garlic in the grocers and they said they'd never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that tells you all you need to know, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, we wandered and we found ourselves on a nudist beach. Oh, when Spider got naked. Yeah. Well, he, he never needed much encouragement, did he? No, no. Uh, he, it, he, he, he'll do it wherever. He's always he. happy to get, show everyone his family curse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we met a local there, I don't know if you remember, uh, Richard, the Twitcher. Twitchard? Twitchard, that was him. Yes, I do remember him. Uh, yeah, he someone... hated us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, do it in We were nice to him because he had a rifle. Yeah, you need a city. I mean, we, we do do it. I mean, I think it's um, one of the reasons we're interested in it, one of the reasons we're talking about it, is because um, we do it. Uh, so when we, when we pitch up a South Norwood or a Kennington, we don't have a sort of devised plan of what we're going to do. We might have one or two places we want to see, mm. but it's not a strict regimented itinerary. We just no. basically can see what's happened, wander around, see we what happens. We don't know what we're doing, we literally. <laughs> you, could, you could say we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, um, one of the most successful derives, you could say, that we went on, um, after a drink and I think probably a smoke yeah. was when we just started unconsciously following a group of people who were walking into a little doorway oh, yes. in London Bridge Station. In the station, we ended they? up yeah. we, we're, we're in a queue, we didn't know what we were in a no, queue for, but no. it definitely wasn't a train. No, it went through a little half-sized door into the gargantuan underground vaults beneath London Bridge, which turned out to have a number of bars and art installations. It was yeah. quite wondrous, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the the nightclub shunt. Shunt, um, um, which is much, no longer, but was and legendary, and it yeah. was amazing. I mean, yeah. that first night was amazing because it felt like a dream. Oh, it was like a dream. But and we had to walk quarter of a mile to find the bar. I know, yeah. In the dark, yeah. through the arches. Yeah. Terrifying. So lots of opportunities to have a little smoke on the way, which we took advantage Probably of. Probably did, know. yeah. Um, Probably what got them shut down. <laughs> but we went back there many times, and every time we went, it was different. But, yeah. Um, the milk float, the yeah. trapeze. The beach. I remember once going to the toilet when I was there with my missus, and she said, did you see it? I said, what, see what? She said, oh, there were two uh, girls in burlesque outfits having a cake fight on top of the grand piano <laughs> while I went to the toilet. Got it, got it. <laughs> Do you remember when we we were off our tits? <laughs> we we hid cash in the, uh, in, the shed. in the garden shed, yes, thinking was... that we'd be able to retrieve it the next time we went back. So there was this shed. <laughs> so in this, let's just get this straight. Underneath London Bridge Station, in a massive vaulted area, in one of the vaults was a garden shed. When you went in, there was like the papers <laughs> and a, a one-bar electric fire and a lawnmower <laughs> and a table. And we always used to meet there, didn't we? Um, mm. Feels it sounds bizarre. It's like talking about sort of meeting in Club Penguin or something, isn't it? It doesn't sound real, but um, of course, when we went back to retrieve our money, it, it had been dismantled and yes. turned into a DJ booth. That's right. Yeah, so we spent got the very cash. Rich. Yeah. yeah. Why did we put the money there? Idiots, because yeah. we're idiots. <laughs> but yeah, so it, as you can tell, it, it can provide a lot of adventures if you just don't know what you're doing. Yes, don't always have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps we should push on to the news. Shall I do the news? News? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I had a glance at some of our news items before. It was quite a litany of 
bad news, isn't it? Uh, we're, we're quite positive people, but I mean, we can't help bad things happening. Yeah, yeah, a couple of bad things. Uh, I mean, some good things, but the worst thing, perhaps, well, not the worst thing, actually, there's worse to come. <laughs> um, but bad news. That'll keep in listening. The, in the, uh, the Wibbly Wobbly. Oh, the Wibbly Wobbly. A floating yeah. pub over in Canada Water Way. Yeah. Greenland Dock, to be precise. It's been shut for a while, and we've been wondering what's going on with it. Anyway, there were photos of it being towed down the Thames, down to Erith where it's his final resting be place before up. being scrapped, yeah. Yeah, yeah, tragic. I mean, it's such a loss. I mean, it's been closed for a little while, but it was a lovely, wonky old joint. Yeah, it was uh, unusually. It was like, when he went in, it was like a real pub, but it was on a boat, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, it was all done out with wood panelling and so on. Yeah. In, an, in an area which is quite dry anyway, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it needed it. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to have to replace that? A boat, yes. the best, <laughs> that, we, that we don't have access to. Yeah. And, and doesn't serve beer and uh, very yeah. cheap sandwiches. Exactly. Uh, it was owned by Malcolm Hardy of Tunnel Club fame. Yeah, a legendary comedian. Who also lived in Greenland Dock and died in Greenland Dock. He drowned one night, sadly, on the way back from the Wibbly Wobbly uh, to his house mm. uh, in his little rowboat, didn't he? Well, not, in, not in his rowboat, unfortunately. Yeah. Legend has it he was found the next morning clutching a bottle of beer still. But yeah. I don't know if that's uh, yes. verified. Yes, someone said he was sort of hopping across boats to get to his mm, and mm. Uh, fell in. Yes, as you can imagine, could happen. Health so and safety yes. nightmare, yeah. Yeah, steeped in history, no more. Um, the end of the Wibbly Wobbly. Also disappearing is the camel and artichoke. Yes, that's on Lower Marsh. Um, that closed down just before Christmas and has been turned into a boutique hotel, oh. which is yeah. A, a, I mean, it's, it wasn't a great pub. It wasn't a bad pub either. But Lower Marsh, I think, is you know, it's under some threat because it's a lovely wonky area. They've got all sorts of funny things mm. going on there. You know, mm. funky shops vintage that sell shops. booze, yeah, vintage yeah. shops, uh, cafes that sell booze, knitting shops that sell booze. Um, so they're not without booze, as to no, be said. No, but it's they, a common they are, theme. You know, there's there's. Um, uh, yes, yeah, gay sauna, and Go uh, on. there's um, also uh, well, there was a uh, the B and B there, Steve's B and B, where uh, yeah. which was apparently disgusting, mm. um, but you might find when you got a room there and you opened the cupboard, there could be a dwarf in there in his pants, exactly. as somebody discovered and reported on. <laughs> that's, that's tickled our producer, Matt. <laughs> he loves dwarves. <laughs> So if they really needed a boutique hotel, I mean, there was one there waiting yes. for, to be redeveloped or yes. just given a lick of paint. So that, I mean, it's possibly all changing down there and, then lack, and losing a pub is going to only expedite that, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's going to make it just more touristy because mm. it's so close to like Westminster and all that. The Nags Head in Camberwell, uh, the landlords of that have been given planning permission to turn it into luxury flats. Which is another uh, going to be another loss. There is a uh, petition to prevent that from happening. I don't know if it'll have any uh, effect, but we'll put that as a link on our podcast page. But there is a sort of there is a glimmer of good news, I believe, in the yeah, terms of the pubs. Yeah, a couple of them. Yeah, I mean the glad, uh, which we the loss of which we'd mourned. Uh, it sounds like it's going to reopen as a pub. Uh, and understand that the the people who are taking it over, whilst not being experienced perhaps in 
running of pubs, were big fans of the old Glad. You know, mm, they'd really yeah. like it to be very much like that if mm, they mm. can manage to. So that yeah, that's a positive. Um, good luck to them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I had a. I had an evening, or, or perhaps two, in the, the Prince of Greenwich on uh, Royal Hill, which um, was closed when we were doing our Greenwich piece. It was, mm. uh, we were told a, an Italian couple were taking it over, and it was going right. to be quite foodie. Yeah. And um, although that, that is true, in that you know the food is is very Italian and it's very much not standard pub fare. Mm. Um, They've also made it, they've packed it full of stuff they've collected on their travels around the world, mm. this, this Sicilian couple. Mm. Um, you know, like sperm whale jawbones and, mm. you know, all sorts of odd ephemera. Um, but they also do a great pint. You know, it's, it, uh, mm. it's really well kept uh, beer as well as, uh, you know, Blaganitas on keg. And mm. that. So mm. it's a good addition to the area. Um, so, you know, you've got. Uh, there's there's two pubs next door to mm, each other mm. a minute away so you've got three pubs within about three minutes you know it's a, it's a good start to a pub crawl that's a destination mm. well moving on from pubs um, to brewing <laughs> yes everything really basically <laughs> was the um, disappointing news that cloud water uh, from Manchester yeah are joining uh Beaver Town and Brewdog in no longer producing cask ale. Yes, I was sad to hear that, as much as I understand their reasons. Um, the reasons make sense, don't they, from a sort of business point of view? Yeah. In that, um, don't care about business. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they, they do. Uh, they, they, the they margins have, in cask ale are very <laughs> tiny. Um, yeah, they make more money there. I mean, they did have other, other arguments in that. Um, which I think I also had some sympathy with. You know, they were said they could be bothered. No, no, it wasn't. There's was, um, <laughs> an element they, of that. There was an element. It's a lot, e- it's a lot easier to, than uh, doing cask. You know, because the cask has to be washed out and returned and picked up. And it was that. more. It was more that um, they've been lauded for their keg and bottled beer. They feel that's their centre of expertise, and they were quite transparent in saying that they didn't think their cask was as good. Yeah. So in order to bring that up to scratch, which they could have done, they would have had to take an attention and expertise away from developing their keg offering. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a worrying... For the lover of cask beer, it's a worrying trend, isn't it? It, it is. If it does become a trend. Yes. Uh, I know uh, on uh, Total Ales, um, Matthew Curtis um, kind of responded and to try and clarify the, the Cloudwater's uh, announcement. Um, and, you know, he's got a lot of sympathy with them that... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a business decision, and uh, there are there are good reasons for it. But it it could be the beginning of the end. He's mm. suggesting this is the way things are going, mm, mm. which I think would be bad because you cannot get any better than a fine pint of cask. That's cake. the ultimate. When it when it's when you when the secondary fermentation has done its magic, it's just special, isn't it? Whereas what you're going to get with keg is a certain sense of uniformity. Lovely as many keg beers are, yeah, you're going to get a uniformity and perhaps. Less surprises. Yes. And it's expensive. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's mean, £2 on a pint, isn't it? Well, actually? I paid... Well, no, I didn't pay. I, I decided <laughs> not, to, yeah. uh, not to have a pint of Gamma Ray in the, the uh, Heron Billet because it was £6.65. Yeah. It's not happening. It's ridiculous. Not happening. No, no. That's not not acceptable. No. Would you pay that for a fine pint of cask? Um, probably not. No. no. That's, it's just too much. No, you go back to Gin in the Park. Yeah. 
Just some strong cider, yeah. <laughs> Next item is the pl- new plans for the Elephant and Castle Shopping Centre were released. I don't know if you caught those. I did, yes. Uh, horrible, I thought. Yeah, I mean, um, they're all supposed to be modern and interesting, but they just look bland like all the other uh, buildings around there. And sadly, nothing like the current shopping centre, which, although that's not particularly easy on the eye, yes. at least has some life inside it, doesn't it? Yes, I sort of like it. Uh, oh, even I, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's, it's always lively because it's got this big South American crew in there. And you can, you, yeah, when you I have a coffee, you are tempted to have a little aguardent with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I fear for the uh, the South American flavour of of the area because it's it's quite pronounced. Mm. Um, and you know, are they going to be rehomed with with other shops? I doubt it. I doubt much. it. Um, I was reading about the the actual shopping centre. It was built on a bomb site in 1965. Yeah. Um, so it took them 20 years to do anything with it. And the developer of this new shopping centre is Delancey and a pension fund asset manager, APG. So as soon as you've got see. pension funds, mm. you know, it's money first, people second, isn't it? And, yeah. Uh, you can see yeah. that coming. Well, one thing that did catch my eye that made me consider being a devil's advocate for a moment was that um, of the three tower blocks, they would, they, they would come with public roof terraces for, and I quote, recreational use. You mean smoking marijuana? That's what I mean by yeah, recreational Yeah, I see use. what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Well, that I mean, if that's true, then we're all for it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I see. Did, we'll try it first. I did see there was a proposal for a 500-seat grassroots music venue, which yeah. struck me as uh, interesting. Yes, although there is already a music venue there in the, in the form of the Coronet. Exactly. Which has character and history. Yeah. Why not just keep that? Exactly, my point. I just didn't state it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the... Um, a final news item, which is probably the worst, isn't it? Yeah. I'm furious about this. If there's anything to make you feel furious when you're having a poo in the morning looking at your phone, it's this. The Jockey Club announced that they're going to sell Kempton Park to developers. I can't take that in. That's I can't ridiculous. take it in. Just saying that line, it sounds like it's some sort of April Fool joke or something. Yeah. Kempton Park. Where have you seen such horses as Arkor, Corto Star? Mm-hmm. Desert Orchid, who I remember you once referred to as a hilf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these, <laughs> these I'm laughing because uh, unfortunately <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> this wonderful place, what is it, 25 minutes from Waterloo? It's got its own station that's yeah, only open on race days. You walk 200 metres and you're in a race course. It's not a minor race course, is it? It's, uh, no, I mean, the, the, these are sort of the places that need to be protected. Uh, I, I read in uh, a paper the other day, but there's a, a punter there who's only known as Tracksuit Dave. <laughs> and he's saying, you know, this is my bread and butter. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's him, it's Tracksuit Dave, I feel sorry. Yes, not, exactly. Not, not and the, the midweekers. Big, not the crowds at Boxing yeah. Day. Yeah, well, lovely as that is, you're absolutely yeah. right. The, it's the 500 people that turn up on a wet Tuesday for the uh, all-weather track. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the exactly. magic. I love that midweek racing, you know, because like everybody there looks like they're getting away with something. Yes, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, on to the echo chamber, well, social media. Uh, yes. Have you noticed anything particular? Well, obviously, um, it's January, which brings a torrent of uh, dry annuary... Dry annuary, yeah. ...advocates, which 
I'm not, I mean, I guess you you have to try it once in your lifetime, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to do it, and there, there are clearly benefits to it. You know, um, you do get more done. You know, you can get up in the morning without being sick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sort of things. Um, but yeah, I think the, the bad things outweigh the good in the end. You know, mm. so, I mean, the days are interminable. The evenings, in particular, go oh on forever. God, you yeah, know, when there's, when there's not a game on, yeah. it feels like four days or something. I tried it once, and mm. uh, I just smoked so much weed instead that <laughs> I didn't get anything done, and I certainly didn't lose any weight either. I was constantly hungry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, I, all, all in all, I'm off it. I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, in fact, primarily, uh, you know, it's January. You know, if, if ever there was one single month that cried out for the warming sucker of booze, it's January mm. and February. <laughs> yeah, and I, I hear think, you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then last year there was a new sort of hashtag, wasn't there? Triannuary. Yes. Uh, have, you, have you seen that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and no, I think it's a good idea. I think it's quite nice to. Uh, have I mean I don't really like rules about trying this and trying that, but uh, we're going to be you drinking your favourites all year long. You know, why not uh, try a porter or yeah. a pint of gin? Is that that's the idea of it? Is it just to try something? Try different? something different. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And also, I think to maybe try perhaps different to encourage pubs. people out to the pubs when it's very quiet and the landlords, especially the independents, need you need your custom more than ever. Yes. Yeah. They do. I mean, they've had a. December has been a boon, but yeah. um, you can have the pubs back to yourself, can't you? That's, yeah. that's, that's the thing. The, the, uh, the amateurs are gone. Exactly. All yours. Exactly. Matt, and January. January. Oh, well. yeah. Um, January? Yes. It sounds like someone from Auckland saying January. Yes, it what? does. But it is trying gin in a different way oh, every day. Is it? And it's been going for a, a few years, I think. January? Yeah. Okay. Well, kind of smoking it. <laughs> well, I'll have, a, I'll have a pint. Yeah, maybe a top of tonic. That's all right. There you go. That was Matt, our uh, Matt, our producer, um, chipping in there. He, he's doing. He's trying something. He was telling me earlier. Out annuary. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's right. how he said it. Okay. <laughs> I think he's, he's trying a homosexuality for a moment. Um, I'll let you know how I get on. <laughs> Uh, out annuary, where, whereby he only drinks when he's out. Yeah, I like that idea. It's, it's not bad, is it? Because something like a pint is best when it's out. You know, you know yeah. a bottle, having a bottle of Corona at home isn't going to really do the business. Yeah. You're just going through the motions. Yeah. For a proper pint, you've got to be out. Yeah. I mean, I like that idea, but what happens when you get home? <laughs> <laughs> I'm off out again, darling. <laughs> So some, something else to try there, if you are looking to cut down, treat yourself. Um, the other thing I noticed was a lot of shizzle about the tube strike. Yeah, there was, yes, of course, yes. people moaning about the tube strike, where, whereas I think to the true deserter, it presents an opportunity. It's a it? bonus, yes. I saw some lo- a lovely tweet from uh, at Made Man Jammer, who was saying how he he'd basically had a lie-in, mm. got the overground in, Blame the underground. Yeah, you know. exactly. I mean, if you're not thinking of it as a chance for a lie-in, you're not thinking straight. Yeah. Just walk into work or drift in. Yes. I mean, Do there's, the there's, there's that um, tube map, walking tube map. You know, you mm. I mean, if, if you're in zone one, there's there's no excuse not to walk, is there really? Absolutely. I mean, Sam, Samuel French, the play publisher, had an unlikely uh, sort of viral hit with the hashtag tube strike as a play. 
right. um, <laughs> which included such classics as Much A Cue About Nothing from Chris Harper, 12,000 Angry Men from Dr. G. Strangelove, mm-hmm. As Left You Like It from Alex Orton, mm-hmm. and The Girl Not On The Train ah. from Louisa. See what Louisa did there? I do. Uh, but it reminded me of my play. You remember I had a little uh, run at the Royal Court some years ago. Um, <laughs> It was called Stay in Bed All Day Playing Super Mario Run and Watching the Snooker. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a short run, but yes, very, very well received. Yes, sure. Um, I liked uh, the Scarfolk Council tube map that they posted. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, they had um, stops that include uh, Elephant and Garfunkel, <laughs> Chutney and Berry Noll Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> Other social media. Well, we had a bit of a, a truth storm about a, a video that we oh, posted, didn't, didn't we? we? Um, we posted a video, got some video up on our site now, of uh, a handsome young man on the way back from a pub being. Um, s- the temp- tramp. I thought it, a tramp. <laughs> no, I mean, it was a well dressed sort of lecturer type, I thought, um, being tempted by a sofa that had been left on. Goose Green in East Dulwich and Tom Cullen at Yes Tom on Twitter. It's a lovely story. Took some pictures. Thank you, Tom, for those. <coughs> but yeah, it provoked a bit of a truth storm. I mean, mm. people were claiming it was fake news. It was set up. It's clearly not closing time. Four a.m. more like someone <laughs> said. Someone claimed it had been photoshopped, and another yeah. person agreed because the bricks don't look right. Yes, people are talking about the palm tree. The well. palm tree, yeah, yeah that can't. They, they there is no palm tree. Past and never noticed. Yeah, it, exactly. Right? So, um, I mean, yes, there may have been an element of acting, but we can confirm, thanks to Tom, who took the pics, that um, it was at chucking out time. It was about eleven thirty p.m. last Thursday. It was just a quiet night. Mm. Uh, and anyone who actually thinks we at Deserter are going to take down a sofa and put it on Goose Green Roundabout at 4 a.m. is not <laughs> familiar with our oeuvre. Or indeed working Another thing that uh, cropped up on social media um, was uh, I don't know if you remember about a week ago, somebody changed the Hollywood sign oh, yes. um, uh, to Hollyweed uh, to celebrate California. Um, yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, yeah. uh, Legalising cannabis. Uh, yeah. And uh, the guy handed himself in and uh, he, uh, yesterday, I think it was, and he was charged with trespass. And the police were quite cross about it. They, you yeah. know, they, they said, it's a waste of police time. Well, leave him alone then. Exactly, yeah. Let it's, him go. Yeah. Um, and they were worried about copycats. Ah, and, um, well, they may have a point there, because didn't um, our friends at South London Autonomy Group have something to say about they that. did they tweeted today they, that it was a disgrace that this man might be charged with mm. uh, and uh, sentenced to possibly six months in jail and they urged all their followers yeah. to change the Thamesmead sign the Thamesmead signs to Thamesweed of course they're so they're miles ahead aren't they what, what are we going for Crystal Palace meth no Crystal <laughs> Crystal Meth Palace, maybe that would work better. Yes, let's do that. Crystal Meth Palace. Um, We thought we might just do a round-up of, uh, uh, as it's the new year, of some search terms. We've we've got a website, and um, did you know it's got a search box on it? No. Yeah, it's got a search (laughs) box on it. And you can can put words into it that will crop up 
if they've been used on the site. I see. So you can direct be you can find a piece you might be interested in. So people put into this search box such things as should I resign? <laughs> Nude sunbathing. Oh. What's Dulwich Raider look like? Which is a bit worrying considering the previous search term. Yes. Um, and then things like fuck all, <laughs> someone searched for, Jeroboam, chips, and chips and beans. Is that you? <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, it makes me proud to be associated with a website mm. in which the readers are putting in these terms. Yes. I, I like it. Um, I like our people. Yeah. Um, gusset was one of my <laughs> favourites. That was me. I did know about the service. Oh. Yes. Yes. You, that, you, you, perhaps you, I should explain. You put Gusset into <laughs> your... I put Gusset in uh, to find out if I'd used it before in an article. Oh, I see. You're on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was talking about the Gusset of South London or something. Um, and then finally, I enjoyed Drunk Quickie Piss in a cup, <laughs> I quit, and lard. <laughs> Thanks to all our readers for those giggles. And uh, finally, after a difficult 2016, when we lost a lot of um, stars, celebrity stars, and indeed we've already lost a couple in 2017. At Benjamin Willard, Captain Willard on, tw uh, on Twitter, uh, mused, why do we never hear about celebrities being born? <laughs> Very good. It's strong, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks to Matt Hall for producing and uh, to the chief in Borough for having us. Heather in Marketing says, Can you please rate and review this podcast on iTunes if you enjoyed it? Right. What if you didn't enjoy it? She didn't say. Oh, it's a bit slapdash. It is a little bit slapdash. You're right. Uh, also, uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our very own website. Deserter.co.uk. Any New Year's resolutions, Raider? Be more avant-garde. Ah, same as last year then. Absolutely, yeah. I can't get enough of it. Uh, and you? Well, not so much a resolution as uh, a thought for the day. Oh, yeah. What if doing the hokey-cokey really is what it's all about? That is deep. Isn't it? Barman? Barman?